Welcome to our open house. Instead of examining hardwood floors, closet space, and kitchen layouts, we're taking you on a tour of what's happening across today's mortgage industry. During each episode, we'll hear from industry leaders and subject matter experts to give us an inside look into a hot topic, cutting edge technology, or new trend that can help accelerate your digital journey. Thank you for joining us. Come on in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ICE Mortgage Technology Open House Podcast. My name is Rebecca Frisbee, and I am the Director of Product here at ICE Mortgage Technology. I'm excited to be here live at ICE's Experience 2022, hosting this episode today. I'm joined here today by Jordan Brown of MarketWise Advisors, where we will be talking about the impact of e-close on lenders today and what is ahead. Hi, Jordan. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Thank you for inviting me to do this podcast. I'm Jordan Brown. I run MarketWise Advisors, which is a management consulting firm that works with lenders and vendors across the mortgage industry. I've done that for many years. And my background is all about mortgage in every way. Kind of, kind of the same way we all fall into that, right? <laughs> well, I started out in mortgage and I stayed in it. Yep. So, uh, and I've, I've loved it ever since. So came up the ranks of secondary marketing and risk management and built a bunch of systems across the industry and have had the pleasure of working with hundreds of lenders um, over the years. And one topic of particular interest um, is electronic closing. Yeah, it's one people are talking about quite a bit. That's an impressive background, Jordan. Um, why don't we go ahead and get it started? I think sure. the first thing I'd like to talk about, and uh, we kind of alluded to this in your session today, was opportunities and headwinds. I mean, really there are headwinds in the mortgage industry today, uh, but there's that also creates some unique opportunities. How do you see the expansion of the purchase market impacting the adoption of e-close? You know, electronic closing has been around for a little while. You know, when we kind of step back to what are sort of the fundamentals of what's really going on, you know, the first piece is an electronic consent to do things electronically online. And we're, we're almost at 100% at that point, right? So we do things like, you know, e-disclosures pervasively throughout the industry at the 98% type of um, level with very few, you know, exceptions and opt-outs. Very true. So that's really kind of the predecessor activity. Uh, electronic closing really kind of came into its own at the very beginning of the pandemic. We were all faced with a, you know, a legitimate business problem, which yes. was <laughs> we couldn't get people to come in and to talk to anybody. We couldn't do business as usual. We couldn't do anything as usual, we couldn't right? Be, we couldn't be within <laughs> six feet of each other right. and, yeah. you know, and the glass was not enough to keep us apart. Hybrid e-closing came into its own and really evolved out of the pandemic as a solution. So it took the best of electronic signature, the best of some of the e-closing pieces, and cut through the chaff, which were the headwinds piece, which was really around the electronic mortgage and the electronic note and the recording the mortgage and getting through that. So I think hybrid e-close kind of took into its, took on a life of its own and there was significant adoption as a solution to business problems. So what we learned was when faced with a true business problem, electronic closing can really make a difference. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, as far as headwinds, we're still faced with some headwinds in that the industry moved to hybrid, but they haven't yet made the full leap into fully close in a major way. So today we're sitting at about 1.4 million e-notes that have been completed. Certainly it's come up significantly from where it was at even a couple of years ago, but um, we're still looking at a small fraction if we're looking at 70 million plus 
total mortgages that are out there. We're still looking at a fractional um, component, but we're making some, we are starting to make some headway in terms of moving from hybrid-y close um, to a full uh, close. You know, you're right. You know, the pandemic kind of made it not not just something that's way off in the future, but something we need to embrace this now if we're going to stay in business, right? Um, and I, I, just my personal opinion, just the amount of buzz and activity around the technology, I've, I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm seeing the tipping point on the horizon. You know, more and more people, as you, to your point, have, have adopted hybrid. It's really simple. You get a little bit of lift out of it. I think, you know, the, the pieces really are starting to come together where kind of the hesitations around eNote and around eNotary those are starting to slowly get addressed. I mean, it's a big ship to turn, right? It's a change of process, exactly. right? Yeah. So, you know, when we look at what is the impact, so there's certainly a financial impact and an operational impact. Moving to an e-closing provides um, internal rationale, but it's it's more than that, right? So there are this can this involves the entire ecosystem from borrowers that have a, a slightly change a change of process to lenders that are changing their closing process to the settlement agents and even downstream into investors. So, you know, we're moving a big engine. So hybrid was a nice solution to bypass some of the problems downstream that we had. And now that we've gotten sort of past the hybrid level, it now moves into the journey towards fully closed. And, you know, I look across the industry, ICE included. We had hybrid e-close. It was $134 impact for hybrid e-close. And, and the overall journey is somewhere in the $450 to $500 range. So there's a significant sort of cost pressure. And getting back to your, you know, as we move into a purchase market, yes, we're moving into a purchase market for sure. We're not in a 60% refi market anymore. No, and especially going on into what 23 looks like, we're looking at a significant decrease in the total pie of originations. So we're gonna have both margin compression as well as a decrease in the overall pie of mortgages that are available to lenders. So doing more with the same number of, you know, with the same more or less mortgage and getting more out of it in terms of decreasing your costs and doing it smarter is really the ones that survive and, and excel will be the ones that embrace technology. Yeah, and if you think about it, you know, the 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 operational impact, you, you really can't underestimate that. We've seen a lot of lenders really underestimate that. And I kind of see, you know, with the challenges with the purchase market and the margin compression, I see it as almost an opportunity that, you know, lenders are have a unique opportunity to kind of take a step back, look at their workflows and and really kind of figure out how the automation can benefit them and, and how these kind of new features. And so it's a, it's a unique opportunity so both at the lender level as well as the settlement agent level, you know, when things are crazy busy and you're doing, you know, we're, we're uh, an industry built for two and a half to three trillion dollars. We're not an industry really built and staffed to four and a half trillion dollars of mortgage origination. When you step back into the two and a half to three trillion dollar level of mortgage origination, which is, you know, still Historically, it's still a, a solid market. Yeah, no, um, definitely. <laughs> but lenders are going to have to get the highest profitability out of the mortgages there. Now, I will also say it's not just about profits. Um, I've certainly Those help a little, right? You know, they, <laughs> they're, they're absolutely key. You know, it's also what is the consumer experience 
because one leads to the other. Having a digital experience set for consumers are, is an investment that lenders are, have made, have embraced in some ways, and, and many in piecemeal, right? Um, maybe at the point of sale, maybe within their LOS, maybe within other pieces around it, right? You know, e-closing is really the communication point from the very beginning of the loan all the way on through to the closing of the loan um, to be an effective tool. Yeah, no, to, to your point, I, you know, we saw just a few years ago, lenders spending significant amounts of money on point of sale and, and, and attracting those borrowers and getting them to their websites and getting applications that way. And then, you know, they'd get the borrower all the way through the process. And then the close, it's like everything downshifted into paper. And it just was such a, it, 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 it could be, it had the a high potential of turning this really great consumer experience into a really terrible one right at the end, right where the stress is at the highest and you're just wanting to get it done. So it's really great to see that all of this technology is addressing that so that lenders can provide that experience end to end. If you, if you start out fully automated and you automate just the point of sale, that's a great first step. And then you move further downstream um, into you know processing, underwriting, closing. But if you miss the mark and you end at creating a manual process back to paper and to closing, what you're doing is you end up having issues downstream, closing, post-closing, QC, on into servicing. And, you know, truly, when we did the latest ICE study, one of the biggest components of value was in the post-closing area. Um, yeah. so th- th- Can't were... forget our post-closers, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> less mistakes, less errors. Yes end up trying to figure it out. So, you know, that translates even further downstream into, you know, what delivery package, what pool um, you can actually get your loans into, how long they're sitting around, if it's a mortgage lender on a warehouse line, or an even, you know, or, you know, sitting around trying to fix it, post-closing, you know, for an investor. Um, And that is a costly, that's a costly problem that can be eliminated in large part with a reduction of errors on signatures and things yeah, like that. Yeah, there's not, when everything's digital, there's, it's hard to miss signatures. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And, and missing pages for that matter. <laughs> missing pages and missing signatures. In the most egregious case, a missing note. Um, yeah, that's not good. Not good <laughs> at all. But it happens more often than we would anticipate. And it's, it's really uh, an innocuous error that, you know, hey, if you have 50 signatures in a, in a closing package or or more yes. um, of initialing That's a and conservative signature. estimate. I, I was trying to be kind. <laughs> you know, it's real easy, even for the, the best of closers with the best intentions, to miss one. Yeah, especially if you're busy and you got a lot going on. Um, so talk a little bit about adoption. What are lenders saying about the different flavors of e-close today? So, you know, I think we talked a little bit about length, about hybrid, right, yeah. in terms of uh, where it's going. So lenders are curious, how do I get to the next level, right? Yes. So we've experienced together hybrid. We know how to do that now. Yeah. They've also um, worked with their closing agents and closing agents are now enabled and well-heeled in understanding, okay, this is a hybrid versus a manual, and they understand the different process flows um, there. So there are two really, two sets of other steps. Mm-hmm. So step one might be to go from 
a hybrid to a true hybrid plus e-note. So you get, end up with a full electronic package. You can electronically close it, um, electronically sign it. That path um, is taking on some, you know, it's grown significantly over the last 18 months, um, which is a natural extension of hybrid. The other piece is uh, electronic notarization. Yes. Um, and ro uh, remote, notar remote notary, as well as e-recording e um, further downstream, yes. right? So, yes. um, so electronic not uh, notarization, there has been a significant uptick in the number of participants in that market, you know, coming out with solutions. And what I would say there is there's a significant financial impact and also just it takes a lot of the time yeah. out of it. You know, one, one really easy way to think about this, it's 60 minutes that we budget for every closing. Hybrid cuts it in half, Easily. cuts it in half of what we budget, not what they actually do, yeah. but what they budget in terms of a closer's time. Ron further cuts it entire, entirely in half. Yeah. So if I could do a full, a full close in 15 minutes and I have a, a complete digital package with an e-note and a online asset that travels through into MERS and, and on you're cutting you know, all those operational additional post-close operational costs it's, it really is a win-win for everyone it's a win-win-win for borrower lender and investor because you have an electronic trail of the actual closing yeah. that can live with the electronic note yeah you know we've seen as as we've onboarded lenders onto encompass e-close we've really seen over you know i've talked to lenders that you know dove in and just started doing e-notes because it really fit their business model which was if they're they're not they're, they're the exception and not the rule but for the most part lenders that take that crawl walk run approach where they do hybrid because they're going to get some bang out of the buck they're going to get their feet wet you know they're going to really kind of roll out and you you discover quickly uh, or a lender can discover quickly within their organization which of their processes are incredibly manual and where there's opportunities. Because if you really look, there's a lot of opportunities for automating some of these kind of more, you know, manual processes. And you can get that out of the way before you go into Enote and into, into Ron as well. Well, with any new technology, it's always an opportunity to relook. Right? Yes, exactly. And, you know, cut through the chaff of why are you doing these things? Mm -hmm. I, you know, my favorite is, well, we're doing it because that's how we've done it. As a consulting firm, you know, I walk into problems, right? Yes. And it's usually around, well, that's how we've done it. And, you know, we then look at it and we dissect what is going on into the smallest pieces that we can. Mm -hmm. And in this regard, it's usually a lack of acceptance and understanding of what is the new technology. And it's not threatening to the, somebody's job. That's usually what is the key driver. Now, in this case, this is not threatening. We're just doing something the same thing, a different way. And we've done these types of things where it's the same, you know, taking a manual process and automating. Yeah, we're gonna make things easier, but also we're gonna make it easier for the selling of a loan. It's gonna compress the time. We saw that consistently. The latest ICE study, we took out a couple of days, right? It was about two and a quarter days um, out of the cycle time. And cycle time makes a difference, but it makes a difference both from a financial sense, but it also makes a, a difference in a purchase market being able to, to deliver a full approval and closing that is in a shorter period in a shorter period yeah. of time.
to that point, what do you see are the key drivers of value amongst lenders for eClose? When I look at the value stream of electronic closing, it really breaks down into, can you do more closings with the same staff? Uh, you know, I'd like to call that operational leverage. Can you get more leverage out of your existing staff and do more smartly with the same staff? You know, that makes both staff happy and it also gives you the ability to increase your volume without hiring new staff. Now, once a organization is sized to the appropriate expectation of what their volume is, it also gives operational leverage or technology leverage gives you the ability to scale up. Encompass more broadly has been fairly famous for the degree of operational leverage and the ability to scale and, and really push the industry and do $4.4 trillion. You know, so operational leverage is the first piece. The second piece uh, is understanding loan quality differences. Through a new process, are you making less errors? And what does that really mean in terms of less errors? You know, it really pivots if, you're, if you have missing signatures, if you have missing pages, can you sell the loan? Can you accelerate the funding cycle time? You know, for example, you close an e-note an e and it's immediately available for sale without any delay, and it takes a couple of days to get things back for sale, well, that is a fundamental difference from both a best execution standpoint, but just a, you know, how long am I actually carrying that from a hedging standpoint yeah. so I can potentially decrease my hedging costs. Those are the two biggest drivers of value. Anytime you have a new process, that's the right opportunity to look at everything, right? In that closing, post-closing loan delivery department and to understand why am I doing these things? And usually you can take time. So if I could do things on an automated basis and I could take an hour or two out of that equation, $35, $40 on average fully loaded for a time of people that you're also sort of winning back as a lender. Yeah, I mean, on, on top of the, you know, less time on your line, uh, you know, it's saving money on staffing, etc. I mean, it all kind of, it's like nickels and dimes all over that really add up into into really good benefit. Like we, like we said, you know, hybrid that we looked at hard for the uh, ICE client base was $134 per loan, which was a significant ROI. It was an eight to one type of return. You know, anything above five, um, I consider really good. Anything above 10 is just outstanding. And for a relatively new, out of beta, new product to market, that's a, a very strong result. More broadly out in the industry, when you migrate across the whole ecosystem of e-closing and the journey of fully closed is roughly 450 to $500. That's from a lender's perspective. And then there's additional potential impacts down for investors, title, you know, title companies and others. Okay, so let's take a take a minute and talk about trends of this year, uh, last year, this year, and looking ahead. How do you see the evolution of eClose concerning adoption strategies and implementation? If you haven't done eClose today, you're a little bit behind the eight ball. It's time to move forward, or you really will be left behind your peers. So to one extent, there really is a competitive pressure here to be a digital platform and to have the sort of digital assets that you can deploy. It's few and far between that aren't doing something in terms of having a an e-closing initiative, but it's a, it's a far cry between an e-closing initiative and being full e-close. In terms of trends, 
One is those lenders, I think there's a rationalization realization that this is here to stay. So I'm starting to see a significant movement both on the regulatory front as well as on the lender front, which is nice that they're reasonably in sync, electronic notes acceptance as well as on electronic notarization. The acceptance of an e-notary and the acceptance of e-notes widespread have always been two fundamental hurdles that we've had as an industry that has restrained. And that's kind of where, where I was going with. I'm, I'm really feeling we're on the horizon of seeing a tipping point because of, you know, a lot of, of correspondent investors are starting to take a look. They, they have their own, you know, quote unquote initiatives with eNote. They're starting to see the benefits and they want to remain competitive as well. I think the other thing, and, and this is kind of one of those things that, you know, as being a part of a technology provider, I kind of have a different lens on it. The types of questions that our lenders are asking are a lot more deep than what is hybrid, what is, you know, they're really getting down into the weeds with their questions. And what that tells me is they are really thinking about how adopting these technologies are going to improve their, their internal workflows. Well, I think you've got a couple of pieces competitively out there in the marketplace. The fintechs that grew up look at our industry as entirely automatable. And e-closing is an extraordinarily basic piece from a fintech perspective. We do have a fintech influence or an fintech influencer that is moving downstream from consumer lending into mortgage, yes. more mainstream. Very much so. so you have a trend of market trend that is a positive market trend for electronic closing, but also the traditional lenders, the, the, the IMBs and banks and credit unions that have been mortgaged for many, many years, you know, have had nascent efforts. Um, and then it grew up a little bit, a lot quickly into hybrid um, two years ago as a response. So now you've got a couple of market forces going together, both from a competitive standpoint, but you also have a broadening investor standpoint, an investor base that's acceptance with the acceptance of e-notes. And you have a broadening regulatory piece where, you know, there's less resistance at both a state, a federal state, and even down to a local level, um, a local recording office level come into play here. So who are, who do you believe are the primary benefactors of adopting e-closing? So I'm going to kind of give you a couple different scenarios sure. and, and tell me who benefits from e-closing and how. Okay. We'll start with the borrower. Is it multiple choice? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll go, we're doing the different stakeholders. Personas. Okay. There we go. So from the borrower's point of view, how do they benefit from e-closing and how? So the borrower is maybe the primary beneficiary, which is a good thing here, right? Because unless unless the borrower is the ultimate beneficiary of any any of this, we're, it's all for naught. So from a borrower's perspective, A, you get it right the first time, right? Two, it's convenient. You can yeah. close from your home and you could be in two different states. You can have be moving to a new state and you be back at your old residence and be closing on your new home. Um, it's, you know, if you're buying a uh, one of the most innovative and really smart um, use cases that I've heard recently was, you know, a home builder handing the keys to a new homeowner in that house after, you know, doing an electronic closing and notarization and e-note. Here are your keys. Here are your keys. Right? And they're done. So from a borrower perspective, 
ease of ease of closing, confidence, digital, and the ability to not have the type of pullback errors um, on a closing, which can chase individual for you know a signature on on an ancillary document uh, that they don't really want to sign and like they don't really want to go back on to by your investor is and not yes, the easiest no, thing. No, so no, and it's not a great experience for a borrower. Either. I think that they're number one. Yeah. So how about from the lender's point of view? The lender's point of view, it's the ability to get leverage in their closing department and to make less mistakes and to do it and serve and be more competitive from a digital perspective. Hopefully in that process, they'll also decrease their costs of delivery, which is a great benefit, creating a better mousetrap and decreasing your costs. And but even break even. And serving your customers, yeah. right? And, ser yeah. and doing a better job with yeah. your customers. Okay, so how about the investor? So from an investor standpoint, and I think this is really the part that of e-closing of the promise of e-closing, as opposed to the realization of e-closing at this point in time. The promise of e-closing is that an electronic note and an electronic digital asset of the actual closing itself and digital documents produce a better loan in terms of less errors on that loan that I got to rework. It's extremely clear who signed it, where is the note, and we don't run into some of the problems that we had during the Great Recession um, and in the mortgage in, during the mortgage crisis. With some questionable signatures and you know where yeah. where is the note? You know where's the note and who signed it? Right, exactly. Type of thing. Exactly. So kind of wrap up a little bit here. What are your thoughts on Experience Twenty Two so far? So it is one is it is fantastic to be back on site at a conference. Two, it's nice to see buzz at a conference instead of being online. You know, Vegas is a great location, so I'm glad to see ICE back at the win, and uh, I think everybody's enjoying it, and it's been a very informative conference. So far, we're only on day one, right? It seems like it. Well, so I personally am really, really excited to be back here, especially in Vegas. This is, you know, a place that we've had many, many of our experience yep. conferences, and it's always fun to come back here. This really is, from my perspective, my favorite event of the year. You can't, you know, we did a, the team did such a great job pivoting to virtual sure. over the last couple of years, but you really can't, even with all the great content, you really can't replace the energy that you feel when you're here. And so for me, it's just been, I was been so excited to be able to see folks in person and to your point to kind of hear the buzz and yep. hear people talking and, and having conversations and hugs of people we haven't seen in a couple of years. Um, it's been great to talk to users, partners, yourself. I've, it's just been really, really wonderful. So with that, I'll give you a huge thank you, Jordan, for oh, joining my me pleasure. today at the podcast booth at ICE's Experience 2022 in Las Vegas and talking about my favorite subject, eClose. <laughs>